Um, what's going on everybody it is just about 3 p.m here in chicago and uh, that is central time and hopefully uh, it is a good day wherever you are happy friday to everyone in case you guys forgot that it's friday i kind of forgot as well so uh steve 76 is here what's going on max resinger says looks good hopefully you guys can all see me give me a thumbs up or something if you can see me all right david Sachs says looks good sounds good awesome what's going on i'm not going to put nutella on your cheese I don't think it will. I don't think you're going to like Nutella and cheese together. What do you think? I like it. Yeah, okay. Well, maybe next time, okay? Um, all right. So I got a different uh, setup here today. So I'm trying to stream from the GoPro. And I'm still using the iPad, but I'm going to use that as kind of like a um, uh, like the chat board. And so that, I think, is going to be a little bit different. So... Um, everyone's saying the audio and camera quality is great, so hopefully this keeps it working up. Paul WG says thumbs down to Nutella and cheese. I mean, those are her two favorite things, so it makes sense that she would try to combine them. So I'm happy that she's kind of experimenting in that regard. So she's expanding her culinary horizons. Um, but, you know, there are certain decisions that a person can't be told are bad. They have to learn it for themselves, and that's kind of where she's at, I think. Um, all right. Uh, yeah, so I'm trying the GoPro Hero. I wish I could get it to be less fisheye over here. So I'm not a huge fan of how fisheye everything kind of looks. But um, yeah, well, I'm, I'm seeing it. Um, liking it okay. Uh, maybe if I pick a different resolution next time, I can get it to be a little bit tighter in on me so it's not as fisheye. So we'll try it. Um, Cody Davis asks, is it sliced cheese or cheese in a can? It is um, uh, Baby Bell, like the, the little rounds. Oh, look, what did you put on here? What is that? Ketchup. Ketchup? <laughs> <laughs> she found the ketchup. And so, yeah, that's what's going on in our house. So um, if anyone wants to know how is the quarantine life for us here, uh, we're ketchup on cheese. That's where we're at, ketchup on cheese. <laughs> Uh, Michael Sessler, what's going on? He says, uh, anyone else having issues with Strava and Google Maps? Uh, apparently some outages like in his area can't record any efforts. Oh, I haven't seen that. Uh, that's uh, that's crazy. Um, I haven't seen that at all. So hopefully that's uh, a very limited thing and hopefully that gets resolved for you soon. Um, Cody Davis says, haha, kids are great. <laughs> they certainly are. Um, Phil Neville is saying hi. He's here from Switzerland. Ramon Garcia saying hey. Uh, awesome to see you guys in here. Uh, Max Resinger, thanks for uh, tuning in this afternoon. Um, it has been... What's going on? I spit the cheese with ketchup on in the bathroom. You didn't like it? Yeah. Oh, well, I'm glad you tried it out. She, she didn't like <laughs> ketchup on cheese. Although, like, ketchup and cheese isn't that, like, miserable of a combination. It's like... Uh, grilled cheese and tomato sauce. Maybe she's just uh, ahead of her time and she's making a deconstructed uh, lunch meal, but maybe not. <laughs> um, EL says he's having Strava issues and it crashes on his phone frequently. That's unusual. So I'll look into that, see if I can figure anything out. I haven't seen anything like that uh, before. Um, Louis Becerra, he said he's a, he wouldn't know because he hasn't been running with the lockdown. Um, and Mark Trujillo says, good settings for GoPro 8 for eliminating um, the fish IR 2.7, 30 frames per second, and a linear lens setting. Yeah, I, I will. Okay, hold on. 
I gotta keep it a little bit colder over here, okay? Maybe just a little open. Yeah, it's only open a little, okay? Why don't you go play with, can you play with your sister for a little bit? That's a, that's a lot. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, you know what? I had set it up so that way uh, it was supposed to be on, uh, the last setting that it was on was on 4K, 30 frames per second and linear. And then as I went to turn it on to GoPro to stream to YouTube, it switched it to 1080, um, but then I think it chose this wide setting that's over here with that I'm seeing. And so I don't know if there's a way to do that. I'll have to play around with it a little bit more and see if I can um, play around with that. Cause I think 1080 at the linear would look would look nice, especially like right here. These go on your knees, honey. Okay, we'll try it. I don't know, I don't know. Where are you going? What do you need elbow pads for? I don't want to get hurt. Okay, well, safety first. It's true. Good? All right, go on. Um, yeah. Uh, so I'll, I'll, I'll try, try and figure out what's going on with it. But so far, I'm kind of liking it. I'm liking the stream. I think it looks pretty good. Um, let's see. Running with Pete says, Happy Friday from Phoenix. Uh, expected high of 99. Wow, that's pretty high. Here it's been a little bit on the chilly side. We're below average still for the spring, but I think that's just the way like Chicago temperatures go. It is always a little bit misleading because like there's the monthly average or even the daily average, but we're always either 10 degrees above average or 10 degrees below average. And so the average averages out to a certain number, but you're rarely at that number for the day. That's just the way Chicago is. Um, Anthony Cardella says, any trails around the Chicagoland area you enjoy outside of the downtown area? Love the vids, thanks. Well, thanks for, for commenting. Um, there are trails around here that I enjoy. Uh, yes, that I enjoy, that I have frequent, no. Um, I generally don't like to commute to exercise because I'm lazy or I don't have a lot of time. But occasionally uh, I'll, well, I guess I've only done it the one or two times. I run with my buddy, he lives closer to the North Branch Trail, which is a little bit north of here. And so that's an area that he can run on and uh, you run through some woods. It's not really a trail, most of it's paved. I think it's all paved, uh, but uh, you run through some parks, you run through some, some woods and it's pretty nice. Uh, there are other areas in the suburbs that lots of people run to. A lot of people from the city will go commute and run to and they'll go in a group. Um, I just, me and my running buddy have been constantly meaning to go do that and just be kind of, run out of time but for sure like once everything kind of gets back to some semblance of normal something that we're definitely planning on doing because we haven't gone for a run together in forever we haven't seen each other in forever so it's something that i will look forward to and i'll definitely bring you guys along uh, peter charles weller says what's the strategy for getting up early for a run while the rest is still in deep slumber seems like one of the hardest ones yeah, it's, uh, it's something that I kind of got used to. For me, uh, a lot of my motivators are fear in a way, uh, kind of like the FOMO type of fear, like fear of missing out. Uh, for me, being able to get up and uh, early to either work on a video or to get up and uh, run, it's like that's the only time in my day that I can do that. Like I have other time in the day, but it's, I can't like go and do something by myself. Uh, a lot of the times and so I just time shift all that stuff so anything that I want to make another way that I do it is you know I put the stuff that I make want to make sure I do every day I put that up front in the beginning I treat my days I try to treat my days like a surgeon the most important things go first um, or at least the most like 
sensitive time sensitive things go first and so that's what you know i do with my day i make sure that like i get the things that i want to get done done there are some things that are more important than running or making a youtube video for sure but um those things frequently can't be time shifted and so they have to happen whenever they happen good job with the shin pads um so that's kind of the thing and so like my fear of like well if i don't get the run if i don't get up and get my run in i can't um that's like a big motivator for me um so I don't know if that'll work for everyone else. Yeah, yeah, we're on a tape delay now. When you're looking at it over here, we're see that's the camera, but you'll see yourself over there eventually. Um, all right, see yourself now. You're in there. Uh, okay. Uh, Michael Susser says he's hearing that there's no uh, anticipated fixed time frame for what's going on in Strava. So sorry about that. Um, sorry to hear that. Uh, that's going to take a while. Um, and David Dawid Ritter says, South yeah. Africa, allowed to exercise outdoors from May 1st. Yeah, that's awesome. I heard that you guys are opening up. Um, first time in 37 days. That's crazy. Um, he's still not allowed to buy shoes, though. Um, yeah, I hear you. Um, uh, he says he doesn't physically need new shoes, but emotionally he needs them. Yeah, I can, I can understand that. Um, hold on. Don't touch that, please. Can't touch it. Um, Triboy Tri says, do I think it's worth it to buy a Garmin Phoenix? Don't touch it. If you touch it, then you have to get down from here. Okay. Um, do, do I think it's worth it to buy a Garmin Phoenix 5 or upgrade from the former 4Runner 920 XT? Those are two watches that I unfortunately don't have a lot of experience with. And I think from my perspective, as someone that just does road running and occasionally gets on a trail, um, a lot of watches are probably overkill for what I need. Um, and so a lot of the times, like the, like the functionality of the watch itself, isn't what gets me to, into a higher price range of watches I prefer. It's usually like the other things, like how good is like the sleep tracking? How good is it at telling me like, am I doing well in my training plan or my overtraining and my undertraining, that kind of thing. But given your username, Triboy Tri, I'm guessing that you are multi-sport. And so the Phoenix 5, I think is geared specifically towards triathlon uh, training and triathletes. And so I think that it may be worth it compared to the 4Runner 920 though, I'm not sure that I can't really answer that question, I'm afraid. Um, Paul WG says he needs new shoes too and Zappos is taking forever to deliver. Ooh, and others have limited stock. Yeah, I think that a big problem with that is that, you know, the shoes are coming from China, a lot of them, or they're shipping through China to get here. Um, and so there's very obviously some delays in production or shipping that have happened over the past couple months that I think has really affected a lot of the distribution channels. Um, Steve76 says, do you remember the shoes you ran on your first marathon? How would they compare to today's shoes? The shoes, I don't remember what they were. They were Mizuno something. They were uh, the stability version of the daily trainer. I don't remember what they were. Have yeah? you seen my pink Legos? I haven't What's seen it. What's the orange jewelry? I don't know where that is, honey. Must be a Lego. Yeah. I are they not in there? If they're not in there, then I don't know. There's some in the bathroom as well, by the tub. Um, sorry. Um, yeah, there were Mizuno somethings. Uh, I remember they were stability because they just tore up my knees or they just hurt my knees real bad after a while. And um, how would they compare? Uh, those shoes were heavy and a little bit stiff. That's what I remember about them. But, you know, that's what shoes kind of like were. So at the time, they just felt like shoes. I didn't, I don't really know um, how to compare them because, you know, you, you don't know what you don't know or you don't 
know what you could be experiencing back then. I feel like they were, you know, not state-of-the-art, but like good, decent running shoes at the time. Um, let's see. Ryan Daugherty says, am I doing a running shoe giveaway uh, anytime soon? No, no, I don't think so. I think the pink logo with the orange door connects to this thing. Yeah, I don't know where it is, honey. I still don't know. Can you go look? Do you want to go look? It's over by the bike. That's where your Legos are. Um, yeah, no running shoe giveaways uh, that uh, I'm currently planning. I'm still, I'm, I'm still trying to give away a pair of the Audios 5. Uh, I've tried to contact the winner a couple of times um, from way back. And so uh, Roadrunner Sports has been hounding me because they want to give those shoes away. So I'm still trying to give those away. Um, I think like my next one that I can see happening is probably not until later this summer. So stay tuned, but I don't have any plans for it right away. Um, Scott asks, have I had any success gluing a tear uh, in the sole of the heel? Kicked off peg turbo and it ripped. Uh, I've never had that happen to my shoes. I've seen, okay, I don't know then. Hon. Yeah. Hey, do you want to sit up here and hang out or do you, what do you want to do? You got to stop coming back and forth. You got to pick something, okay? Um, and... Uh, yeah, so I've never had that happen. I know some people have been able to glue it, but for the most part, I would try and return them if they've ripped uh, along the seam of the, like, the React Foam and the ZoomX. I think a lot of people, lot, usually you have to go through like Nike, like uh, a process, like emailing them and stuff and telling them what happened. But usually they'll honor even if you're outside of the uh, return period is what I've seen. I'm, I'm not promising that, but that's what I've seen that uh, has worked for other people. Um, let's see. Um, Tino V says, hello, have you guys talked about, yep, have you guys talked about, this tiny key connects to the, a tiny treasure chest. A tiny treasure chest? Where's that tiny treasure chest, though? Do you know where it is? We must have lost it. We must have lost it, I'm sure. It's a mystery treasure now. If only we had a map. Um, all right, the camera's over here, remember. Uh, Tino V says, hello, have you guys talked about these virtual races? Curious on your thoughts. Um, we've talked about it generally a couple times in different, uh, the live streams. Um, I think that they're great for people if they, people can do them safely. I, um, personally not all that interested in like, um, trying to run PRs right now or trying to even like run race efforts. Um, for me personally, I'm just not like into it. I'd rather just kind of log a whole bunch of miles, maybe do some hard efforts, maybe do some mostly easy efforts, but kind of run for how I feel. But if other people can do it safely, I think that's great. The thing that worries me about some of the virtual racing, though, is that um, it may inadvertently encourage a lot of people to be out in similar areas at the same time. That's kind of like the only thing. But as long as people are doing it safely, I think it's cool. Um, but I think like everyone's kind of like coping with everything that's going on in their own way. And, um, you know, to each kind of their own. Um, let's see. Super Schmoltz says, finally leaving for a run two hours after he wanted to leave. Tyler said, what's a nap? Yeah, I know. Like we've given up on our three-year-old for the naps. Um, she's never been good at taking, neither of our kids were ever very good at taking naps on the weekends because I think they just always wanted to hang out. Um, and we don't, we haven't, we've never been really good about it because we always feel guilty because we work so much. But, um, during this time, like, you know, I've just given up on trying to give her a nap. Um, I settle for maybe a little bit of just quiet time where we're just kind of relaxing and playing quietly. Um, but even now that's just hard to do. 
Um, Bert Legess says, just watched the vid about the bathroom problem. I had it a lot too. Coffee wasn't a cause for me while I drink it a lot. Just need to make sure you go to the bathroom enough before he runs. Yeah, and normally that, the thing is, normally that hasn't been a problem for me, but lately it has. And so that's why I think it's either stress or timing or diet or any combination of those things. Because normally I would wake up at four, have a bunch of coffee, but I wouldn't go run till like 5.30. So I think maybe I've been training my body to like go like an hour and a half after I wake up. Although normally I would go right when I woke up. So it's just a mystery. Hopefully it's just a temporary thing. But lately I've just been running really small loops around the neighborhood, not venturing too far away just in case. Um, so, yeah. Um, let's see. Um, Jonathan Austin says, I think I'm going to switch back to Apple Watch 5 from Phoenix series. I'm not up to running even a marathon length yet, and I think the Apple Watch can handle it, swimming and biking. That's cool. Like the only thing that is hard for, um, I would think for uh, multi-sport with the Apple Watch would be, I'm sure there's apps that probably handle it well, but um, you know, there's only two buttons on the watch. And I guess when I think about it, there's really only two buttons at a time that I need to press when I'm using like, like a Polar watch or a Garmin. But on an Apple Watch, like the crown button can't be remapped for a lot of the apps. I think it's part of like the design guidelines. And so you're really down to one button or like a double press, pressing like the menu button and the home button. Like the, like there's the other button and then the round button at the same time, uh, which leads to a lot of like long presses or taps or swipes. And so that has always been like problematic for me, especially in the winter time. So, um, and I don't know how it would be for uh, trying to do like laps or intervals when you're in the pool, because that's something I've never done, but I envision it could make for some difficulties when touch is the primarily primary interface like most of the watches that are on the high end for uh, gps watches are touch enabled but for the most part i find myself never using the touch interface i'd rather use the buttons to go like up and down um, or go back so that's kind of how i like it anyway especially on a screen that's this small because when you're touching something you're blocking like the entire screen so that's kind of how i felt although i do feel like if they can make like an like a sport Apple Watch or if like Nike made watches again, um, like if they can make it like an Apple Watch but just have like a three-day battery on it, I'd probably use that. Maybe add another button, maybe one more button, maybe two more buttons. Yeah, I would get that. If it were round, even better, but I know that wouldn't happen. Um, Oscar Kulo is heading out for a long run soon. Thanks for the IG bathroom reminder. Yeah, go for it. Uh, take care of business and then go take care of business. Have a good one. Um, EF Corman says, sorry I'm late. It was A Starlink was making a flyby here. Oh, cool. Uh, bringing better YouTube connections. Awesome. Um, Carlos FG21 says, hey, did you see that Seth ran last week 258? He told that he had problems since mile six and he still ran 258. The dude is an animal. What do you think? Yeah, he's superhuman. Well, he's not superhuman. He's just elite. Um, one time I saw him on Strava. He had done like... Uh, Maybe it was like a 15 mile run at low at like um, like 8:30 pace, and his heart rate was like 110 beats per minute or something insanely low like that. And so like I mean that for me is 145 beats per minute 8:30. So it's just like that shows you like the different level of fitness uh, and natural ability that he has. Uh, mostly it's fitness, but I'm sure a lot of natural ability too, um, and that he can just go out there and casually bust out a. Um, 258 is pretty amazing, especially after he just ran, what is it, a 50 miler like a week beforehand? 
or is it a 50k or is it 50 miles? I think it was 50 miles, right? So like, he is a machine. Um, Christopher Lippa says, are Hoka Challenger worth getting for rainy, muddy roads and or winter runs? Um, I have the Challenger ATR Gore-Tex and I really like those shoes quite a bit, but they are a little bit stiff. Um, like Hoka lists those as being like a crossover shoe, like a little bit of trail and a little bit of road. I find that I don't really like them on pavement at all. They're just too stiff of a shoe. It hurts um, because there's like just a lot of like protection around the toe box that makes it inflexible. Um, but when I'm on trails, especially when things get a little bit sloppy um, or a little bit technical, then I really love it. Then it's a great shoe because you're just dancing around tree roots and rocks and sliding around in the mud. Then it's great. It's got big lugs. Um, I love the shoe. And so like that shoe has been great for me in that situation. I like it purely as a trail shoe. Um, what I would call a technical or a moderate trail, what most people probably call like an easy trail, um, but like that, or just some sloppy conditions, that's where I really like it. Um, so whether it's worth it, I mean, I don't know, but that's kind of my take on it. Uh, let's see, my mom's here. How's it going, mom? Uh, Ryan Doherty asked, did I ever try the glide ride? I haven't, that's the one of like the three ride series that I haven't tried. Uh, I'm not sure that I will. Um, at least not in 2020, but um, we'll see maybe in a subsequent year, um, I'll do it. But I mean, I think for anyone that's curious about it, I think speaking of Seth, he did his um, his charity run that, that ultra distance in the glide rides. So, um, you know, I think that's a pretty good endorsement of it right there. Um, Adam Ander says, at what point do you recommend carbon fiber plate shoes? I'm a new and fairly slow runner right now and curious when and if I should invest in that type of shoe. I think you should invest in that type of shoe when you want to have it. The way I feel about shoes, it's it's your money and your feet and other people can complain all they want, but who cares? It's your money and your feet. I think, uh, you know, people say like, you know, unless there's only one shoe that I've heard people say, like, it really only matters if you're running like, uh, you know, like faster than a three hour marathon or maybe like a 250 marathon or faster. Awesome. I love it. That looks like it's much warmer. Because I couldn't find it. Uh, yeah, okay. Okay, sounds good. Um, she's changed for the third time today, which I think is every toddler does. But, um, and so like the Hyperion, the Brooks Hyperion Elite, that's a shoe where I've like, I've run in it and I'm like, I'm not sure I like this. And people that are like, I'm a 250 marathoner, you gotta be really running 250 or 245 um, paces to really like, understand the shoe and i guess i have to take their word for it because i can't run like that um but other than that a lot of the other carbon plate plate shoes people are at least saying at least i mean i guess this is like the marketing people that are saying it that it should provide some benefit to runners of pretty much all levels and the way i think of it is you know if you've done your marathon training block and you've trained the best that you can train for now and you've taken care of you're taking care of all the things and you just want to like, all right, the hay's in the barn. People tell you that by the time you get the taper all the time and you want to like make sure you got a good taper and you want to show up with the best gear that you can on race day, then go for it. And I think that it'll help you. Um, for a lot of people, it's like, if you look good, you feel good, you feel good, you run good, you know? And so um, if it's a placebo, it's a pretty cheap placebo. If you think about it in the grand scheme of things, if you look at how much people spend on running clothes, on running nutrition, recovery gear, all that kind of thing. So I say, if you want it, go for it. Um, let's see.
John Bryan says loves his Turbo 2s. He's only going to take them to 277 miles, though. Yeah, but I think that's pretty standard for like a Nike shoe for most running shoes that I've encountered for road miles. In that like 300 mile range is about where I would feel comfortable taking a shoe. At that point, I'd probably start thinking about retiring them. Even if I think there might be a little bit of life left in them, just because I'm always worried that like, well, what if tomorrow's the day that I take them out for a run and then they like feel dead and then I hurt myself, you know? So I'm always rather, if I'm gonna err on the side of caution, I, do, I, I anticipate that I won't be able to perfectly time exactly when a shoe dies. So if I'm gonna err, I'd rather err on the side of caution. And so um, Terrence Huey says, how many races are you signed up for that are postponed or yet to be? Um, I'm signed up for kind of two slash three. So Boston, uh, Chicago Marathon, those are two that I'm signed up for. The third one is the Chicago Half Marathon in the fall um, that I'm not technically signed up for, but I've been working with, oh, awesome. Or I will be working, ooh, mystery lollipop. Is that good? What flavor is it? What do you think? Is it a mystery? No. no? Does it taste like pineapple? It looks like it might be pineapple. No. Okay. It's watermelon. Watermelon, awesome. Uh, but I'm I'm be, I'm gonna be working with Lifetime to help uh, kind of promote the uh, Chicago Half Marathon, and so uh, I'll be getting a bib from them. Well, well, that was the idea anyway. Um, and so uh, that would have been like my third race. The other race that I probably would have signed up for had I you know, anticipated that it would get postponed or canceled would be the Soldier Field 10 Mile because um, that is a fun race. It's one of my favorites. But that one just got canceled. It's, now it's virtual only. Um, so those are the ones. The other one, I was planning to do another uh, Ragnar Relay with one of my running buddies, um, but uh, we haven't signed up for it yet because I just don't. It's, it's not till the end of July, but I'm not sure if that one will actually happen. We'd have to fly to get there. So, like, I'm not really eager to get on a plane, even if it's at the end of July. Um, William Newman asks, do I have an experience with this or thoughts on the Saucony Guide? Okay. Uh-oh, that's silly. <laughs> um... I don't have any experience with it. My wife has experience with it. She's uh, running it. She didn't really like it, but she's hard to kind of figure out um, what kind of running shoe uh, works for her. She's just so hit or miss. Um, so I don't have any uh, experience with the guide myself. Um, let's see. Uh, EL said he just updated his Strava and it's not crashing anymore uh, on the Segment Explore page. So hopefully that's what is a solution for a lot of you guys out there. Um, Catamounts FC says, what shoes would I recommend for flat feet? That's a question I get a lot. And maybe someone in the comments can help you out on that one because I don't have flat feet. And so I don't know if you guys need something that has not a lot of uh, like a protrusion in the arch or if you need something more to help lift your arch up. I suspect you need a really flat kind of insole shoe for that, but I'm not sure. Um, let's see. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ed Butt says, this is awesome. The only live stream with mystery and intrigue and a brilliant co-presenter. That's, yeah, th thank you. Oh, that's so funny. Um, let's see. Uh, Jay Weingart says, do I take uh, the elevator in the building? I do. Um, I try, I, if someone is in the elevator already when it comes to me, I will wait for the next one. And then uh, sometimes I can't help it. I'm in the elevator and some people will try to get in. Usually if I can easily do it, I'll get out if someone insists on kind of like getting in. But if I can't, you know, I'm just kind of 
hold my breath the entire time. I wear a face covering every time I go out too, so I think I'm okay, but the elevator is certainly the most dangerous part of my day. Uh, let's see. Steve76 says, waiting for an Edbud Kafuzi collab in Yeovil. I would love that. That would be awesome. Um, hopefully we can make that work out sometime, uh, maybe not in the near future, but sometime soon. Um, let's see. Uh, Walden H says, am I in maintenance miles right now or doing some tempo workouts? Ah! Ah, the baby got up here and knocked everything down. Okay, let's see. Are we all right? Sorry, guys. All right, I had some technical difficulties this morning too, similar. Um, all right, all right, get your cupcake. Um, so I'm mostly doing, I'm kind of like uh, in maintenance or like off season mode is how I would uh, categorize it, where uh, I'm doing mostly low heart rate miles. Um, and uh, if I feel like, if I feel good and running fast, or I feel like this is a day where I wanna put some quicker shoes on and run fast, I'll run fast. Um, like normally what I was planning for this summer was to like do that Ragnar trail race where there would have been a lot of vertical climbing, a lot of trail running, um, maybe even hop into some obstacle course racing, you know, just leave the summer open um, before like I start getting ready for um, the Chicago marathon. Um, so I'm kind of taking that approach to it. Oh, that's beautiful. I'm taking that approach to it uh, where I will kind of just run for fun, really. Um, Running hasn't been all that fun lately, so I'm trying to get out of that funk a little bit, but I'm trying to get to the point where I'm just enjoying, you know, daily miles. And so that's kind of my approach. Um, there might be some tempo workouts in there, but nothing like, you know, four by five Ks. Um, if I do tempo work, it'll be like, um, you know, fartlicks, two minutes on, one minute off, or maybe like a 10 minute um, tempo block inside like a, a regular daily run. Um, all right, so um, Jason Clinton says, are you gonna be able to get some miles in and review the Add Zero Pro anytime soon? I, I would I love to. I put this um, on the speaker. No, thank you. Um, I would love to, but I gotta get my hands on a pair first. So um, I don't currently have anyone intending to send me a pair, so I'm gonna have to Daddy. wait till they actually release mm -hmm. and try and buy them online like everybody else. So once that happens, though, it is one of the shoes I am most highly anticipating for 2020. So very excited to get that shoe. Um, Bert Legas says, what do you all drink to hydrate before, during, and after a run? I drink a lot of carb-based sports drink before and during, Sister Aquarius. And afterwards, I never have protein-based recovery drinks. Um, for me, beforehand, it's usually just coffee. Um, during, I, in the winter, I don't drink hardly anything ever just because uh, I don't want to carry liquids. Um, and I usually just drink gels that are a little bit more liquidy, kind of like you were saying with uh, SIS, the science and sport gels are like very liquidy. Um, the Unived gels are very liquidy. Um, so I'll have something like that uh, to take care of hydration. And afterwards, I usually like um, either noon uh, to get electrolytes back, or I do like a protein drink if I can. I'd rather eat something after a run. I know some people are really like, you know, you gotta eat within 30 minutes because your body is starved for protein. Um, I, I don't really think that the body works that way. Um, I'm not a registered dietitian or a physiologist, but um, but I do think that there is a nugget of wisdom in you know getting some protein and carbs um, in your system after a run. So, but it depends. If it's just an easy run, maybe not as uh, important. If it's a hard run, I like to make sure I have some protein and some like 
uh, some sort of anti-inflammatories in the drink too or in the thing that I'm eating, whether it's um, turmeric or chia seeds or something like that. Um, Edbutt says, when the lockdown madness is over, Mike will have to come over and we can eat hot cross buns and run all day. That sounds awesome. I love that idea. Um, Greg says, uh, Vedahara Design says, virtual races are a last resort for race directors, especially the smaller ones, and the charity of the race is for loses the donations from the race from refunds. Yeah. I, you know, I knew that, but I hadn't really thought about it that way in terms of the amount that the charity would get in terms of support. So I might have to rethink that um, in terms of whether I'm going to do virtual races or not. But um, I always thought of it more as like appeasing the people that are disappointed that the race is canceled. But I didn't really think of it from um, trying to make make sure that you're able to donate and support the charity. So that's a, that's a great point. Uh, Matt Holman says, I can't figure out how to do intervals on my Apple Watch. If I didn't have a data plan, I'd have bought a Polar by now. Um, the app that I recommend is uh, iSmooth Run 26.2. It's a blue app, or at least the icon was blue the last time I used it. That is by far the simplest interface for building in a workout that I've used on any watch, and I love it. Um, Polar's is so cumbersome to use that I generally find myself just memorizing the workout and manually hitting the lap timers. The one on iSmooth One is great. You set it up, it's pretty straightforward. It even remembers um, the previous workouts you've done. So you can like, if you just need to modify last week's a little bit, you can make a copy and then um, go from there and it makes it really quick. And then like five seconds before the next interval comes, whether it's the end of the work phase or the end of a rest phase, um, it'll give you a reminder and then it'll automatically start to the next thing. So it's fantastic, I love it. But the regular like workout app, it's not gonna give you what you need. Um, Michael Sessler says, don't do Apple, usually run, map my run also, but it was broken yesterday too, hoping for better today. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see. I'm going to scroll down here, try and get some of the later ones. Um, all right. Um, let's see. Okay. So I'm just trying to get used to like, it looks a little bit different than, um, what it's been looking like before. So just trying to get used to that because I'm using the GoPro here. Um, John Bryan says he has the Phoenix 5 and it uploads to Strava in seconds. It is the most accurate sleep monitor that he's ever used. That's cool. Yeah. Um, the problem that I run into sometimes, and I've had it both with Garmin and with the Polar Watch, um, I have it some to some extent with the Apple Watch as well, is that like sometimes the activity doesn't upload until I sync the watch with like the phone. Um, but I kind of like that as well. I think the Garmin usually does a better job of automatically like syncing up and pushing up to Strava right away. The Polar, more often than not, I have to tell the watch to sync to the phone. Uh-oh, what happened? I lost the stream. Uh-oh, what happened? Uh, I'm not sure what's going on here where it seems like I've lost the stream here. How do I get it back up? Mm. Are we back on? Okay, I think we're live again. Are we live? Oh no, I'm sorry guys. All right, 
Well, if you guys can hear me, sorry about that. I'm not sure what happened. Um, it was at 35 minutes in, it seems like I lost the live stream here uh, on the GoPro, so I apologize for that technical difficulty. But we're at uh, about 36 minutes for the stream uh, anyway for today, so I won't take up too much more of your time. Um, I'll post uh, a little note in YouTube for those of you who are watching so that way you know that the stream is over. Um, but I apologize for that. Thanks everyone for tuning in. Um, if you guys can see this, uh, thanks everybody for tuning in. I had such a good time talking to all of you guys and connecting with you again. Uh, check back in the mornings, tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Instagram and 3 p.m. on YouTube for the next live streams. And uh, I've had a lot of fun talking to you guys and I uh, hope you guys are staying well. And I'll see you guys in the next one.